The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. Have you ever felt like you just had nothing left? Have you ever faced a circumstance in your life where you were hopeless? There are many characters in Scripture who face situations like this, where they had come to the end of themselves and had nothing left. But when we have nothing left, God is always there to fill us up. Join us today as Elder John Morgan Owens begins to teach us about who it is that we should look to when we have nothing left.
good to see everybody this morning. It's good to be here to worship the Lord together. I want to talk to you about something that I've studied recently when I uh, felt like I had nothing left, okay? When I had got to a point where I felt like I had nothing left in the tank, nothing left to go on. And so I started studying on that, and that was, um, see, that was last Thursday. I started studying on having nothing left. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Thursday night, I spent, I spent our night in the ER with Cal. <laughs> you know, I had no idea what nothing left meant, you know. And, and many of you, even this week, have gone through situations far worse than that. And maybe you, you going into that felt like you had nothing left, and maybe now you feel like you've got nothing left. There's a lot of people, a lot of people in Scripture that had nothing left. Um, and I, I just want to encourage us this morning uh, by saying that you've got, a, you've got a God that comes in there with you in the middle of, of your situation of you having nothing left. He is the God that provides when you have nothing left. Amen. So let's turn over to Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 21, we'll look at somebody here who had nothing left, and I've, I've preached on this before. It's an image that keeps coming back to my mind. Genesis 21 and verse 9, uh, Brother Chris has been preaching on uh, the book of Hebrews and about the faith, and he's just, been, just recently been talking about Sarah and Abraham. It says, And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. So Isaac has been born. He is smaller than Ishmael, and here Ishmael is picking on him. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. Now, of course, as Brother Chris pointed out, in, in, I believe it's in Galatians, in the New Testament where uh, Paul there teaches us an allegory. He said this is an allegory of what happens in, in you, okay? And that you've got that old man, you've got that... that, that uh, results of works, just as Abraham tried to help God out in his works, Ishmael came about. And, and the Bible tells us <laughs> that it is not of, the, it's not of works, wow. it is of the promise of God. Amen. And that's where Isaac came. It was a miracle. <laughs> no, no works of man could help that happen. Right. Abraham was past the time of childbearing, so was Sarah. And also to, to think about this, as, as you've got that old man that, and your nature, and the Lord comes along, and he comes to you personally, and he says, live. And, there, and, he, and there's a new creature within you, that new man. And that new man is not going to be heir with that old man, okay? Now, it may feel like it right now, because we've got them both warring with one another. Sometimes you do things you don't want to do. Sometimes you... You try to serve the Lord and you just fail because you've got that, you've got uh, Ishmael inside mocking Isaac, right? There's coming a day when that, when that, uh, that child, that child of the bondwoman is going to be cast out, right? I can't wait. <laughs> so what happens here? The thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight. As Sarah said, you've got to cast them out. They can't be here anymore. And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. 
and all that Sarah had said unto thee, hearken unto her voice, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. And also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation, because he is thy seed. See, because of, because of the fact that Ishmael was Abraham's child, God would bless him. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, and the child uh, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water was spent in the bottle, and she cast the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off, as it were a bowshot, for she said, Let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lift up her voice and wept. Now, as I said, I've used this example many times, but it is a drastic example, and it, it, it sticks with me. You've got a situation where somebody, just imagine it's you, you're out in the wilderness, and, and you had a bottle of water, you were supplied somewhat, but then the water runs out. You know, I don't think any of us can really relate to that. Um, you know, here we've got running water, you know, uh, worst case scenario, you know, I, I try to keep a bottle of water with me because I, I you know, I, I get nervous. I'd like to drink some water, you know, it helps me calm down. You know, worst case scenario for me is that I, I, I'm driving down the road and then I look and my bottle's empty, right? You just stop at a gas station, stop anywhere, you get another bottle of water. Imagine being in the wilderness and it's gone. And she knows what's going to happen. She knows they are going to die. And she does not want, she can't handle watching her son die. And so she puts him underneath the bush, and she goes off a ways, and she weeps. Now, I don't know of a better example of having nothing left. I have felt many times in my life that I had nothing left, but I wasn't like this. Well, I got, I got good news for you, okay? Your God. The God that we're worshiping today is the God that delivers when you have nothing left. Amen. And so, uh, verse 17, And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called, uh, called to Hagar out of heaven, and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. You know, we've got examples in Scripture of people who... who uh, the paralytic man and his friends that brought him to Jesus, you know? You know, that's not an example of somebody helping him get saved from, uh, from hell, you know? That's an example of how we ought to be bringing each other to the Lord in prayer, right? But now, you see, all the times in which there is a resurrection or there's some miracle happen, God comes to them. What you've got here is you've got God seeing this boy, where he is. Now, if you're, in, if you're afflicted, if you've got nothing left, what always happens to me, at least, is I feel like my prayers can't get past the ceiling. And I feel like I, I lose my desire to even pray, and I lose my bearings. And you think, you know, you, you think, I know what the answer is. I know if I pray and if I study the Word and get back in the Word that it'll help but you have no desire to. You are just lost, and you have nothing left, and it keeps getting worse. Well, you've got a God. I want you to know this, okay? 
yes, you need to be seeking him out, okay? Because your life's going to be better. But you've also got a God that seeks you out, okay? In the midst of you having nothing left, he comes alongside you, okay? And he came alongside them, and, and they look up, and there's waters. There's waters flowing there in the middle of that wilderness. He saved them in the midst of their nothing. Let's go back to Genesis 18. This is what Brother Chris was preaching on recently. Genesis 18 and verse 9, the Lord is there visiting Abraham. Uh, and verse 9, it said, And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. All right, so it is impossible for her to have a child anymore, okay? So we're not talking about, we're not talking about the works of man here. That, that, that is the distinction between Ishmael and Isaac. You've got the works of man, and then you've got the promise of God, okay? It's not of works, it's of grace. You see the picture? Therefore Sarah laughed within herself. Saying, after I am wax old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? She laughed. She said, it's impossible. And I love in the book of Hebrews where, where Brother Chris has taken his text from, uh, that, that hall of faith. It says this about Abraham. It says, one as good as dead. Right? That is, that is a pretty poor estimation of him. Right? He's saying, he is so old. That he is as good as dead. And so this is not, like I said, this is not just a, a, you know, a halfway need the Lord's help. This is all the way. It is a miracle from the get-go. Okay? So think about having nothing left. You, they literally, biologically had nothing left. And yet God comes down there and meets them right where they are in the midst of their nothing left and, and provides a miracle. You know, I, I, think about, um, I think about the time probably in my life that I felt like I had nothing left more than any other time in my life was when Sister Meredith and I were trying to have a child. And we'd been trying for years, and, and I distinctly remember a time when we were at a conference. I was going to, I was, we were eating outside, and I was going to walk around to a meeting and uh, I, I, did, I wanted to get away from Meredith because I didn't want to see, I didn't want her to see me crying. I had nothing left. Um, but yet in, in the middle of having nothing left, I, I knew there was something within me, a hope rising within me, right? That I knew that, that from that position, from sitting at the bottom knowing I had nothing left, it was the very best seat to watch, to watch the Lord come in and deliver. And look, I, I realize that, that he's not always going to deliver in the way that you want him to, okay? There are many, uh, many parents who never were able to have children, and maybe, maybe they were, that was their prayer. There's many people who wish that they had loved ones that they prayed for, right? Maybe the Lord doesn't deliver the way you hope he will. But he always delivers, okay? He always delivers. 
Maybe He comes along and He gives you a peace. <laughs> Maybe He gives you a spirit of, of, of peace and patience to endure the suffering unlike any that you've ever felt before. Maybe He blesses, and, and we have Brother Cal, and maybe He heals your family member. Whatever the situation may be, He may come along and deliver that way. But He always delivers. Um, let's go over to the book of Genesis uh, 37. And let's look at um, around verse 24. Now we're, lo we're looking at Joseph here. <laughs> Poor Joseph, he is an example of somebody who had nothing left on multiple occasions. And, and you know, as the saying goes, you know, the Lord made uh, lemonade out of lemons for him, right? Well, in this situation, Joseph is the, is the favored child. He's the golden child. He obviously has some problems with tact and how he shares that with his brothers. <laughs> uh, but they, they said, let's kill him. We're, we're tired of this. Let's kill our brother. And then Reuben, you know, being the kind brother, he said, no, let's not, let's not kill him. Let's just, let's just throw him in a pit, right? And so they throw him in a pit. And verse 24, and they took him and cast him into a pit. I love how the, the Scripture, the Lord preserves Scripture for us. He preserves the words of Scripture. And it says it wasn't just a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. Now, when you read that, you know, you know if, if I was writing it, I could have just said he threw him in a pit. But the Lord, as I said, preserved words for us for a reason, okay? It wasn't just a pit. It was a pit that was empty and there was no water in it. There was nothing there. I, the feeling that I get from that is helplessness. Right. Now, my brothers were older than me, 10 and 12 years older than me, and so by the time that I was growing up and playing with them and stuff like that, they were, uh, you know, they were strong and they were able to help me, and so they were my protectors, okay? If I were to have fallen in a pit... <laughs> They, they, they would come in and get me. I have absolute certainty that they would do that. We were playing on the, the, the hay bales and the hay barn. I, I was fearless because I knew if I fell in one of those little holes that, that in my mind went all the way to China, you know, that, that they would jump in and they would save me, and I have no doubt that they would. But imagine this situation. He's sitting in the bottom of this pit, and, and the people that should be delivering him, he looks up and he sees them, and they're the ones that threw him in there. That's having nothing left. He, doesn't, he can't just pick up his phone and call somebody. That's it. He's got nothing left. And what does God do? <laughs> you know, we know that God doesn't make everything happen that happens. We know that the evil acts of evil men uh, are not acts of God, okay? We live in a sinful, broken world. And sometimes things happen because of uh, powers of darkness or because of the wickedness within us. But look, just because we believe that doesn't mean that we don't believe that we have a providentially providing God. Okay, because He does. He provides. Joseph is a great example of that, of what sinful men meant for ill or sinful women with Potiphar's wife, meant for ill, God providentially overruled and provided to place him in positions of authority. I believe God could have put him in authority in any number of ways. So 
Joke's on them. They throw him in a pit. <laughs> but now God finds a way to put him second in command of Egypt. That's amazing. You think you've got nothing left? <laughs> I, I, I doubt that that's probably in your future to be second in command of Egypt. But God is able to do amazing things with just nothing. Okay? He made this whole world from nothing. All right? So when you feel like you've got nothing left, you're, you're, you're in the perfect position to watch him work. Okay? Let's move on to uh, the book of Ruth, chapter 1. Of course, uh, you know this story. Um, there's a man there. His name is Elimelech. Him and his wife, they leave Bethlehem, as, as has been mentioned here from this pulpit many times. They leave Bethlehem, the house of bread, in the time of famine, and they go off to the land of Moab where the promises were not made. Okay, The promises were for the promised land, right? They were for Bethlehem and that area. You know, we can't, we can't go over that and not talk about this. You know, we are going to experience famine in, in your personal life, at the church, at the, at the nation, whatever the case may be. Where do you go when famine hits you, right? Where do you go when you're starving and you need some food? Are you going to go out there uh, to the world? Are you going to go to the house of bread where you've been fed before? They go out there. And their two sons, and their two sons uh, take, a, take to them wives, and then Elimelech dies, and the sons die, and it's just the women left. And of course, you've got that, that great statement by, by uh, Ruth to Naomi there. But what I'm looking at here is uh, verse 19. They decide that they're going to go back to Israel, back to uh, Bethlehem, back to that land of promise. Because they hear, surprise, surprise, that, that they've got a harvest again, right? That there's food again there in the kingdom of God. Surprise, surprise. That's where you're going to get fed. And so they go there, verse 19, So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, Call me Mara, call me bitter, bitterness. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Now again, you've got somebody ascribing to God the things that, that perhaps God wasn't even doing. Okay, it wasn't, it wasn't God leading them away to go to Moab. Amen. You know, perhaps... They suffered some of the consequences of their sins, perhaps. But nonetheless, she is stricken, she's afflicted, she comes back, she doesn't have her sons, she doesn't have her husband. I, I know many of you have experienced loss of family, loss of spouses, loss of children. She comes back and she's got nothing left. As a matter of fact, she says it. She said, I, I went away full and I came back empty. Of course, you know what the Lord does when you've got nothing left. He provided in a mighty way in giving us that beautiful image of Christ and Boaz. And, and not only that, but in blessing, uh, uh, blessing Naomi and, and Ruth uh, to have uh, an heir, <laughs> to have uh, uh, children to be in the lineage of, of Christ himself. 
So when you think you've got nothing, <laughs> you're just in the perfect spot. Let's go to um, 1 Samuel chapter 1. See somebody else there. And around verse 6, now we're looking at Hannah here. One of the various um, people in Scripture, women in Scripture, who were barren and the Lord blessed. She was barren. She, de she desired a child. She cried out to God. Her husband cried out to God. And verse 6, this is where I want us to, to zoom in here. It says, And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. Now, I believe that the direct application in this scripture is talking about uh, Elkanah's other wife, I believe. But, does it not resonate with you <laughs> that your adversary provokes you sore? My adversary, our adversary Satan, or somebody that, he, that works for him, right, comes along and provokes us and, and reminds us and makes us feel like we've got nothing left. You know, I think about Paul's thorn in the flesh, that messenger of Satan, as it says. You know, you know how, how pain is? Sometimes it throbs and it'll hit and then it'll, it'll fade and come back. I feel like that's just the messenger of Satan, right? As whatever your problem is, it is constant reminder that that pain is there, that that problem is there. And as Paul sought the Lord to be delivered from that, the Lord denied. <laughs> he wouldn't deliver him. And that's really a lot of, a lot of what we're talking about is, is summed up in that passage. <laughs> where, where God doesn't deliver him in the way that we would hope to be delivered from your pain or delivered from whatever weakness it was that Paul had. But when you are weak, <laughs> when you're in the middle of that nothing that you feel like you've got, that is when the, the power of God is perfected. Amen. Now, it doesn't mean that he is not able to deliver when you've got everything. He's able to deliver any time he wants to. And he doesn't require you to be any certain type of weakness in order to deliver. The point is, is that to you, when you're full, you don't have any need. But when you, when you realize the need that you have of God, that is when his strength is perfect to you, okay? That is when you perfectly understand who God is, what He's about, and what He does. And so Hannah here had nothing left. Not only did she have nothing left, but her adversary came along, that messenger of Satan, and kept reminding her of her weakness. When Satan comes along and reminds you of your weakness, remember that, that your God is able to provide His strength covers your weakness. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismccool at gmail.com. That's the letter J, C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. 
For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. 